Yep, yep, we're back on the block. We've been talking about some NCAA tournament recap and information that we just wanted to discuss and talk about what has been happening over the weekend. There's a lot of information that happened over the weekend, a lot of games to watch. We found some of them to be interesting. We found some of them to be disappointing, and we've discussed that on our last segment. Now we're going to talk a little bit about our predictions based on what we've observed over the uh, uh, the start of the tournament now finding ourselves in the Sweet 16, and where do we envision the teams to go from here? Bach, we'll return to the West. How do you view your your Final Four coming out uh, of the Sweet 16 out of the West? Uh, let me pull up the bracket real quick. I don't have it as, as far as the West as you wrote the teams down. Well, let me tell you mine. I'll tell you right, there while you you're pulling it up. Oh, that's the chalk bracket. Yeah. gets by Arkansas. I think they get by Arkansas, find themselves in the eight. I think Duke will find themselves getting past there. Uh, and then I think Duke clips clips Gonzaga to get to the Final Four out of the West. Yeah, I could certainly see it. Now I have it in front of me. Um, the That is the chalk bracket. That's the one through four all made it to the Sweet 16. So it will play uh, out as uh, as intended, I suppose. Um, I do like, I, I think Arkansas, um, you know, did 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 well uh, limiting Teddy Allen. Of course, we all were waiting to see if Teddy Allen could uh, improve upon his performance. Um, nearly 40 points to get UConn in round one. Not able to do that. So I think that, that kind of tells the story. The tournament story of New Mexico State um, kind of told the story of Teddy Allen is, uh, you know, if, if he's on fire, he's quite something to watch. But if not, um, you know, we kind of know how that looks at Nebraska at times. But in any case, um, yeah, I do think Gonzaga ultimately um, the best team in this tournament outlasted Memphis. That was a, a really close uh, game there. Um, and, and they had to fight till the end in that game, uh, not to be unexpected because Memphis has is, is got a talented team, but I like them to get past Arkansas. Um, I could see Texas Tech giving Duke a, a challenge. I know we're, I, I think Duke's the most talented team. Let Michigan State kind of hang around there. Um, so I could see Texas Tech getting it done, but ultimately I think we're headed toward li- like what you're saying, uh, Duke-Gonzaga with uh, a, champion, a ch- shot at the championship on the line. I think that's finally where we see the end of Coach K because I like Gonzaga getting to the Final Four. Yeah, I, I actually think that if Arkansas if Arkansas shoots the way that they did in this last game against uh, New Mexico State, and if they only score fifty five points, there's no chance that they beat uh, Gonzaga. There's just there's no hope for that. But you think it ends right there for them? Let's go out to the South real quick and talk about your Final Four. I I actually I'm not even going to dig too far into this. I think Houston we could have a problem. But I'm going to venture to say that Arizona pulls it out ultimately. Um, and I think Villanova gets past Michigan. And then at that point, I think it's in Arizona uh, moving on. Yeah. What did you think, by the way, about that Arizona end of regulation? Uh, their player gets the ball at half court and goes up for the slam. Uh, and it's too late. Uh, you know, he, he's still holding on to the ball at the buzzer as a player. Uh, do you think that he needed the awareness to let it go, or was he doing the smart thing as far as, I'm going to make sure this is a sure thing, I think I could beat the time, but I don't want to uh, put it in the chance of a floater when I know I have a wide-open bucket? Yeah, I, I think you either, you, you, you've, got a, you've got a quick roll or you've got a quick dunk. You can't go up and try to, you know, do anything elaborate. It's got to be a, like one of the run-bys where you're, you, you take off really quickly and you just kind of toss it in. You don't, you don't want to uh, 
put it in the hands where it stays in your hands and you ultimately lose that. Um, it depends on also the speed and as you're approaching the rim because a floater can go hard off the glass or hard off the backboard if you don't have that. So I think it's got to be either a quick roll or a quick, uh, a quick run by dunk. Yeah, if you're gonna do it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were get, kind of giving him crap, and certainly if they would have lost that game in overtime. He'd get a lot more. Um, but I think that's a tough position to be in because I mean, obviously in hindsight, you got to get the ball out quicker. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you, you know, obviously a dunk is as sure as it can get, and the bucket's wide open. He thought he had the the chance to to beat it, so uh, just lost by again uh, on replays. It's easy to say I would have done this, I would have done that, but just you know, half a second yeah. is ultimately was untimed. It so um, that's what it was there. I do think like you like you're saying. I, mean, I, I was very impressed with Houston. I actually think that they could take down Arizona, um, so I'll go ahead and pick that. And then I think Villanova gets by Michigan and in Houston in the next round to get to the Final Four. Um, like I said, I, I trust Jay Wright in this tournament. Last year, they didn't have their best player going into it. Um, Colin Gillespie, now he's back. Uh, and, I, and I just... I. I trust I trust Jay Wright with senior led or, or older statement type of guards in in his in his hands. I, I think they they can do damage in the tournament. I think they'll do it again. Hey Amen. I'll go down to the west, uh, the Midwest, and we look at Kansas Providence, and we look at Iowa State and uh, Miami. Um, actually, I think Providence clips Kansas. <laughs> say say I'm crazy. I think they clip them. I think Iowa State with their defense gets by, and then I ultimately think that Iowa State, I mean, sad as it can be, um, I I just think defensively, if they can continue to play with that type of intensity defensively, they can hold teams down and score just enough to win. I'm 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 real, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they get by them based on what I've seen as of late, but that's where I see it going. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that, but I, I think the Providence uh, journey is quite interesting. They beat a 13 seed and a 12 seed, and, and beat them both pretty handily. Um, but I don't know if that necessarily makes you one of the best teams in the country. Although they could be. I mean, Providence is, a, a, you know, a, a good team put together. They won the Big East outright in the regular season, so uh, they've got that argument going for them. I actually like Kansas in that matchup, but I wouldn't be surprised, like you're saying, if Providence pushes them. Um, the bottom side of that bracket, I do think, is is a good story. Miami looked pretty dominant in that win over Auburn. Um, and Iowa State, again, I think that game against Wisconsin was just so ugly. Somebody had to win. That's one of those games. You know, sometimes teams are, are throwing punches and you just go, somebody's got to lose this game, but nobody deserves to lose. I thought it was the opposite in that Iowa State-Wisconsin game, so I don't have too much faith in the Cyclones moving forward. But still, a miraculous year from T.J. Otzelberger turning that team from 2-22 and to getting to the Sweet 16 and possibly further. All right. So you got Kansas coming out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Blue Blood on the other side, North Carolina. I think they beat another Blue Blood in UCLA uh, to get there. And I think Purdue handles St. Peter's and Purdue takes out whoever comes out of the other side. But I think it'll be North Carolina. I have Purdue going to the final four. Ultimately, I got them going to the finals, but that's that's just my pick. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I, I think Purdue does take care of St. Peter's. What a what a story it's been for St. Peter's, though. They, they've obviously made a lot of money for their campus and their program moving forward, and their head coach probably is going to uh, see uh, another opportunity coming here around the corner as well. Um, North Carolina and UCLA, I think that they're – I'm fascinated by that matchup because North Carolina, of course, had that 25-point lead, uh, and then Baylor put on the press. Brady Manick was thrown out. I think Brady Manick being in the game, completely different. That's why I'm predicting you – know, picking them against UCLA, but maybe 
If I'm UCLA, I start with the press and I stick on the press to see if, if North Carolina can handle it any better because they could not do it whatsoever. And it's not like Mannix's a ball handler. So I don't know how much he would have helped in the press. He obviously was just on fire and, he, and he's one of their better players altogether um, and makes him more of a tough out. But I, if I'm UCLA, I'm pressing that whole game. I think that could be their way to win that one. But I still like North Carolina. Uh, and then North Carolina-Purdue I think could be very interesting. Um it's tough to predict for two, uh, so I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go ahead and pick the Tar Heels. Um, even though I think I think Purdue again. I, I said it earlier. I love Jaden Ivey, and it almost goes against my reasoning here. Um, but because you picked the Purdue and you're so confident in them, I'll just pick North Carolina to make it interesting. Well, okay, cool. Sounds that sounds good. As you spoke about Iowa State and T.J. Oberholzer, um, do you? Being that he coached under Hoiberg, this is just a question that kind of came to me. Being that he coached under Hoiberg, he was able to get that program turned around after winning only two games in 2021 season. Yeah. And to have this team bought in, what do you what do you see with regards to their his coaching style and the contrast there compared to what he's been able to do in getting his team to buy into the concept? and ultimately to win games the way that they're winning games. Yeah, it, it's fascinating because it does make you think twice, I guess, about Fred Hoiberg, right? If Otzelberger is his understudy and is able to do, you know, at least do the same thing that Hoiberg was able to do there, which is the furthest he got them was to the Sweet 16. That's where Otzelberger is now. Um, it, it does make you kind of question about, you know, what is it? What, what First of all, like, how good of a job is Iowa State if you can have that quick of a turnaround and you have multiple guys, you know, making it to the Sweet 16, Elite 8. Of course, Larry Eustacey did it, you know, before them. So, I mean, this this uh, this program might be better than it's given credit for, and I always thought they had a great home court advantage there. Um, but certainly an incredible turnaround. But for what it's worth, too, is sticking up for Hoiberg. You know, it's not all tournament results-based. You know, he didn't have – He's got an 11 seed in the tournament this year, whatever it is, and uh, you know, Hoiberg had him at least as far as a three seed. He's won a couple big eight and you know, Big 12 tournaments there, so sure. I don't think that he's he's equated to what uh, what Hoiberg did there at Iowa State. I'm just saying as, tar- as far as tournament results, Sweet 16s as far as Hoiberg got. Now also Booker's there. Um, I think it's fascinating. I'd have to do a little bit more research to to find out. Last year, I'd like to talk to some Iowa State people to figure if is that was that was it that bad? Were they that bad of a team, or is it one of those situations like we often look back at with Frost when you know when he took over for George O'Leary, that team went 0 and 12. Yeah, but they weren't they didn't have 0 and 12 roster talent, right? That wasn't the problem. It was it might have been the buy-in. And it's kind of been crazy. He's had a crazy run, and you know, going to South Dakota State and doing pretty well there, taking them to some NCAA tournaments and and uh, ultimately losing in the conference tournament game and finding themselves in NIT and then getting a job at uh, UNLV and uh, coming there to to uh, uh, Iowa State and getting it all turned around. It just seems to me is his, his coaching style, his energy, the things that he brings uh, to the confidence that the players – I just watched them when they went to the huddles. I watched how they were just – focused and honed in and and just him hitting them with their shoulders and just it just looked like there was a tremendous energy and he's got the team bought in and so that's that's something that I saw that was a little contrast you know Fred is very calm and nonchalant and you know just kind of handles business and goes on about business so that was one of the things that I saw that was uniquely different uh we do have another break we'll come back with hitting the hardwood after this uh on the block we thank you for joining in today talking NCAA We'll be back right after these commercial breaks. 